Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Oh, Rush Nation, before we get into today's show, here's a word from this week's partner. Hi, I'm Renee. Hello, I'm Simon, and together we're writing a very British guide to American football. Our aim is to increase the number of fans of this exciting game with the ultimate goal of having a UK-based NFL team. Our beginner's guide is aimed at anyone you know who doesn't understand what all the fuss is about, someone you would love to share your passion for the game with. It's going to be different, it's going to be quirky, and it's going to be fun. And it will be very British. Uh Uh-oh. Does that mean it will also be stuffy, uptight, and repressed? No. And it won't be over-emotional and loud like some Americans, I know. Huh. No longer will friends and family say, I don't get it. Why do those sissies with helmets and pads keep stopping? Our guide will be full-color illustrated and cover the basics, such as rules and gameplay, but it will also discuss American football culture and differences to soccer and rugby, plus a glossary of terms and something super awesome. Yes, included will be a pull-out, fun survival guide that they can take maybe to the stadium and be able to follow the game sufficiently after reading in about 10 minutes. So visit us on verybritishguide.co.uk, on Twitter at VeryBritishNFL, or Facebook by searching VeryBritishNFL. Take our survey on our website to be entered in a draw for a free copy of the book when it comes out next year. Thanks for listening. Phones to silent, doors to cross-check, hold on to your hats. This is Five Yard Rush, your fantasy football podcast, with your hosts, Stocks, Sparky, Murph and Nick. Oh, there's too much, I can't do it. There's two men in the studio today, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls. One of them is Stocksy, my good self. Nick is not here. Murph is not here. But the prodigal son has returned. It's Spar- Le'Veon Bell! <laughs> it's Le'Veon Bell, everybody. He's not playing for the Steelers. But he's here. Sparky, how the devil are you? I'm cold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mate, so much has changed. New studio, new table, new chairs, new, new microphones. Qu- yep. Mate. We're rolling deep now. We yeah. are rolling deep. I know it is because you sent me the bill last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like Levy on Bell, you've got to pay your way. Yeah, shame it wasn't for 800 grand. <laughs> well, yeah, we're not rolling that deep. <laughs> but um, if you do want to sponsor the show, yeah. please feel free. Help us out. Go find us on social medias. It's at 5 Yard Rush. We're on all your favourite podcast platforms. We are indeed. Everywhere. Nick's not here, he's in Tokyo, so Kanichiwa for when you listen. Yeah, hopefully he's promoting the pod. I'm not just doing too much sightseeing. Hopefully. <laughs> we, can, we, can only be, we can only be hopeful. Murph is out in the West Country somewhere enjoying Michelin fine dining and not paying for a penny of it. So Murph, we hope you're yeah, moderately enjoying your time. The pod. <laughs> 
And then it's just me and Sparky. So, like Tuesdays, we're doing some news, waivers. We've got some trade bait bad offer clips from some listeners. So, we're going to play them and give you our take on those. Although, they pretty much give you the take. But we're going to list, we're going to suggest how they could possibly have done slightly better being offered. And then if we get time, we're going to do some winners and losers. Got a couple of shout-outs. I say a couple. We've got four. Guys, seriously, the Ice the Kicker podcast is really good. I mean, it's just general NFL news info, and they got a real clean, crisp-sounding pod. Don't know what they used to record, but it sounds awesome. Go give them a listen, because it is, you know, it's locked and loaded in my priorities every week, and they know their stuff. And they had a 49ers guest on last week, I think, and considering we bigged up the 49ers D for a couple of weeks going, it's just crossovers working perfectly so they really know their stuff it's at ice the kicker pod go listen to them sparky without further ado let's hit the news let's do some news first one pretty horrific oh man <laughs> poor alex smith now i had the misfortune of watching it in slow motion yeah i haven't seen it don't want to see it. my dinner up don't do news <laughs> don't do legs it's not good for anybody who suffered a knee injury like my good self yeah, it. it was absolutely mean. And uh, according to the notes that I have in front of me, uh, it looked just like Joe Theismann's injury when he was sacked 33 years ago to the day. Yeah. Allegedly. So yeah, I haven't seen it, but it went the wrong way. And oh, it was awful. He's out for the season. So Colt McCoy has taken over under centre. I know they had people in today. Yeah. One of them was a hashtag Mark Sanchez. Oh, so if he you know, gets a gig, I don't know what Adam's going to do. Yeah. Well, we've been pushing it for a while. Hashtag save Mark Sanchez, get it in all your tweets, <laughs> just because that would be awesome. I don't know who else they've had in, probably some other absolute nobodies, but regardless, go get Mark Sanchez, boys. I know Cot McCoy is slated to be the starter, middling college quarterback, hasn't taken a snap in three years, and didn't look terrible for the Redskins on Sunday. Next one, broken thumb, Jimmy Graham, end of the season probably. Quite probably. Doesn't look great. Sounds painful. Yeah, I played him and he got me one point something points. So cheers, Jimmy. Oh, I've had a nightmare of tight ends. Yeah, just all over the place. The ones you think can score well have been absolute pony, and then the ones you drop out, yeah, do really well on your bench. <laughs> Mind you, I still have yet to break my own personal record of 160 points off the bench of a 17 seven man bench. <laughs> That's fairly good going. Yeah, no, I haven't beaten that yet. I'm trying. I do strive, striving for perfection. Right, what else has gone on? So Riverboat Run, Rivera, goes for two on the road, comes up short, losing 2019 to the Lions, and it's pretty much handed the NFC South to the Saints. They're three back with six to play, but the Saints don't look like being caught after absolutely dismantling the Super Bowl champions on yeah, Sunday I don't think night. Anyone, I think most people thought, you know, they're going to score points. Scored that many points, and like, no... I mean, they didn't even have to try defensively. The Eagles were rubbish yes. defensively. Absolutely rubbish. Big questions now being asked of everyone there. From the coach down, I think. Trading for Golden Tate has not looked <laughs> worthy at all. No. Not worth giving up the pick. And Wentz didn't look like himself yesterday at all. I think he got you Was one. Was it just a one-off? Or is that what happens when they're now facing quality teams? Did they feel the need straight away to go big because they were down so many points quickly as well? I suppose you've got to against the Saints, but I just don't think anyone saw the Saints steamrolling absolutely everybody. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. And I just think that they just didn't, like I say, they just couldn't get in the game at all. Yep. Normally, when the Saints play, they, it's, you know, they, normally both teams score at least 30 points, but the Saints will win. On this occasion, I thought the Eagles would do the same to be honest, but yep. no, I was completely shocked by how poor they were. Yeah, I think the Saints have got to be number one in the power rankings now and favourites for the Super Bowl. Even though the Rams and Chiefs are playing so well, the Saints look... It doesn't matter who they throw to, who runs the ball, or who's throwing, because Taysom Hill looks pretty good too. They're, yeah. just, they're good all over. The, and their D's getting better and better. And like Sparky says, they didn't actually have to do much defending yeah. this week. So, yeah. Marcus Mariota's injured his elbow in the blowout loss to the Colts. Blaine Gabbert came in and was just Blaine Gabbert. Threw one t- TD, one interception... And I don't know how long Murray is going to be out for, but an injured elbow on his throwing arm is not good. Yeah, I don't think they've said yet. And that really, really hurts my boy Corey Davis, (laughs) which is annoying because he had a good week last week. Moving on, the Cowboys. 
Now, they extinguished the Falcons' playoff hopes with a 22-19 win, and they keep themselves alive at 5-5. Five and five. Yeah, never quite know what you're going to get with them. No, or the Falcons. Pass. Yeah, 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 exactly right, actually. Matt Ryan has looked awesome, but then they got Keanu Neal back in, in the defence for the Falcons. Everyone thought that was going to make them better, and they'd absolutely dismantle the, the Cowboys, but the Cowboys came up trumps. Yeah, came up big. Yeah, yeah it's a, a big, big result for them. Massive, massive, and the way they're playing now... Wasn't that away? Wasn't that at the Falcons? I don't know. Probably. I should have the results in front of me, but I've got other stuff (laughs) for the clips later on. Fair enough. Uh, The Eagles, yeah, they're out of contention as well after getting, like we said, smashed 48-7 to the Saints. We've just touched on that. So we will slide on to the next bit. This bit's for you, Murph. Fire those cannons. (laughs) The Bucks quarterback roulette is just... It's round and round and round. It can only be harmful for the team. I understand it might be hard to choose between both because they both kind of deserve a shot. Yeah. In a way. The Fitz way, Fitz did play for a bit. Yeah, he deserved yeah. to carry on. But when you got the, like, the quality of Winston... Who do you play? I know there's some injury things with Winston. If he gets injured, you've got to pay him a lot of money or it's Fitz magic. One of the two. If one of the two gets injured. So I think the Bucks are looking possibly that we don't want them to get injured. So... Yeah, the the revolving door that is the quarterback room at the Buccaneers continues. They lost 38-35 to the Giants. Thought they were going to come back oh, after Winston. Oh, I was winning them on. Winston's second half was Fitz Magic-like. And he's going to start next week. Winston will be the starter. I don't know if that's come out. But Are they playing? Don't know. Okay. I don't have the schedule in front of me. Um, but, yeah, I think they've got somebody like the Browns or something like that. That could be well wrong. But they're... they're oh, Offense still looks pretty fire. Even, yeah. Even doesn't matter who's throwing the ball, they'll score. Yeah. But they just cannot defend for Toffee. Yeah. Well, this has got to be the strangest rumor of the season so far. Yes. Uh, why has Condoleezza Rice, former U.S. Secretary of State, been linked with the the Browns' job? Yeah. The Browns' head coach job. So apparently, she's got some experience talking to an NFL team. Whether that means she's just got into the changing room and given oh, a speech, this is I don't know. Ridiculous! This is absolutely ridiculous. She would be the first female coach, and it's going to happen. She'd be the first coach that's not actually a coach to coach a team. And, yeah, to and be that... fair, she can't do worse than Hugh Jackson did, really. I mean, she could lose every game in two years, but I don't imagine they'd give her that long to do get all the losses. No, that's true. Not with the team they've got now. No. Yeah. Right, moving on. Oh, yeah, John Gruden, I saw this. John Gruden and Derek Carr had a bit of a, uh, bit of a touche moment. <laughs> they obviously didn't agree with something. Uh, didn't say what it was, but late in the first half, they had a bit of a square up, a few pointing fingers, raised, <laughs> raised handbags, raised, no, I say raised eyebrows, <laughs> and uh, yeah, apparently they've settled it and uh, everything is good. But signs of the uh, <laughs> you know, paper over the cracks, yeah, signs of the stress and the struggles. I mean, they managed to get the win, which would uh, make it feel a lot better for whoever won the argument. But um, yeah, not good. Not, not good not if you're good. Derek Carr, because John Gruden, as we've seen, wields the axe with no mercy. Injuries. Now, my boy Kerryon Johnson suffered a knee injury in the team's 2019 win over the Panthers. Oh, I missed that. God yeah. dang it. Yeah, he didn't return to the game, and he's having an MRI early today. So He did well as well. Yeah, he was he was slashing the Panthers. Sorry. Early, no, no, early news is that it's a knee sprain, but the MRI will confirm, so check on the... Lions IR or injury report this week to see but as we'll talk about later on Theo Riddick is the man I've got a sleeper bot notification I don't know if that's relevant uh, Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill has ramped up his throwing program during the bye week um, yeah pretty irrelevant <laughs> yeah Washington Redskins coach Jay Gruden announced that Alex Smith suffered a fractured tibia and fibula oh god and will undergo surgery right away Smith was carted off in the third quarter and the Redskins ruled him out because he only had one leg get well soon Mr Smith will he be fit for the start of next season well I imagine a double leg break so only six weeks healing and then you've got rehab on top of that so he should be good to go next season well I don't the Redskins are pretty good I don't, did they win after they win the weekend? I should know this. Sorry, everybody. I am absolutely all over the place today. But, yeah, they were playing really well. And this obviously helps, hurts, sorry, their chances of going a long way. Tennessee Titans quarterback, as we mentioned, Marcus Mariota did not return. 
Oakland Raiders. Jordy Nelson did not play against the Cardinals. Now he's been dealing with a knee injury and did not practice during the week. Has not retired, but is this just a precursor to him retiring this week? Who knows? Mm. Just so you know, yep. the Redskins lost a narrow game against the Texans. Uh, of course, they, yeah, the, they the had Texans. a 63-yard field goal or something to win it, and it came up four yards short. Oh, the t- oh, is that what it was? Yeah. So the Texans, oh, I've not seen the highlights of that game. The Texans are now on a seven-game winning streak, which is the tied longest in team history. Because we all said how poor they were at the start. Well, they started A poor. lot of us with Deshaun Watson and going, well, what's going on here? Nothing's happening at all. Wide receivers not doing much, and all of a sudden, it's all come together. Yeah, man. And... Uh, yeah, winning ugly, it's a good thing. Yes, sir. It's a very good thing. So, wide receiver Brandon LaFell tore his Achilles heel when he was going to miss the remainder of the season. That's not good news. And then this one again is from Earth. Fire those cannons. Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight end OJ Howard exited with an ankle injury and did not return. If you own Cameron Brait, play him this week because Jameis Winston absolutely loves him. But we will talk about that a little bit later. That's all the news, Sparky, unless you've got anything else that I don't have. No, it's pretty up-to-date, seeing as we're getting, it's getting updated as we're reading it. <laughs> That's pretty up-to-date. <coughs> Excuse me. We've got another shout-out, and this one is for one of our upcoming guests, and that's Richard Kingy King. Now, he writes for Roto Baller, and his article comes out on the weekly. He's looking at red zone touches and rises and falls of fantasy. Just generally a wicked read. Pick up some decent... You know, people who might not be on everyone's radar. Yeah, so it's at Rich King FF, and just go check him out. Top guy, and he's coming on the pod in a couple of weeks, so pretty excited about that for his fantasy knowledge going into championship weeks and stuff, which is going to be pretty good. So shout out to you, Kingy. Might as well do another one now, and that's to all32.co.uk. Now, Murph and I, and Sparky and Nick, were approached to write an article for them, fantasy-wise, and considering we already do a waivers article, we thought they said to us, well, just you know, let us know what we can add to the waivers to add to our website. So here at Five Yard Rush, we do a weekly waivers article on all32.co.uk. They're on Twitter. It's at all32uk. Last week, they had a good in- an interview with our good friends, Paul Brown and Jack Duffin from the Paul Brown Daily Browns podcast. And yeah, just a general good read about all things from every team. Go check them out. Now then, Sparky, it's time for waivers. Quick question yes, before sir. you do the waivers. Go for it. Predictions for tonight. Predicting. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. Is there going to be eighty points scored tonight? Eighty. What's the over under? I don't know. I'm going to look it up while I'm talking. So, initially, I thought Rams. I just no, sorry, Chiefs. I think the Rams are a better team than the Chiefs, um, but the Chiefs score more points. So. I just think the Chiefs... I think Pat Mahomes is going to finally say, right, let's put everyone on my back and just go take out one of the best teams in the NFL. And I think they'll do it. I think they'll beat the Rams. And I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be more comfortable. I think it's going to be more than two scores. I just think the Rams' D is terrible at the moment. They really need to keep Tlaib back. And, (laughs) you know, Marcus Peters is terrible. And Tyreek Hill is going to just burn him over the top. But teams, they're the fourth most deep pass team in the league, the Rams. So people are passing on them deeply, the fourth mm. most in the league. Because because you can burn them. Yeah. So I just think I just, I just think they're going to beat them over the top. And if you've got someone like Tyreek Hill, <laughs> why, why not? Why not get your gunslinger to throw it over? Yeah. They gotta know this is coming. <laughs> How do you stop it? That's the thing. Well, you could, I just don't know, you know if, you can. if they're, if they're, you know, if the Chiefs are on their whatever their own forty or something like that, and you've got all that space in behind, yeah, it's just just. I'd <laughs> be mad not to. Yeah. The over under is sixty three, so I can see sixty three points being scored. I'm not sure. I think eighty might be a reach, but then if the Rams. Kansas City's defence at the moment is okay. If they can pin their ears back and get after Goff, then it might turn into a bit of a one-way traffic. But I guess same thing. If Aaron Donald and Dominic Sue can get after Mahomes early, Mahomes is mobile, but you've got those two bearing down on you. You're going to want to get into rid of the ball because there's only so many times you want to get hit by those big lads. Uh, Go on. Where are you on this? Who do you think takes it tonight? Uh, it's one of those, I think. Uh, heads, <laughs> heads, heads says the Chiefs, and the heart, heart thinks maybe the Rams will. Uh, but it will be an upset. 
don't I think what you think the Chiefs is an upset no I think if the Rams were to win that would be a big upset interesting I think uh, where is it the Coliseum yeah because it was supposed to be at Mexico City but oh, the pitch yeah. there was worse than a ploughed field Shakira apparently Shakira messed it up. It, yeah. <laughs> All those hips don't lie dancing going on. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's at the Coliseum. And yeah, shout out to the Rams, actually. They've handed out thousands of tickets to first responders because of the fires. Yeah. So, fair doing, to them. Yeah. Okay, let's do the waivers. Let's do the waivers. So, Sparky turned up without any waivers. He's going to be reading Murph's waivers, but he's got takes on all these guys as well. So, I will go first. We'll do a position each. Quarterback. I've got two. Both of them are average at best. My first one's Colt McCoy. Now, he's 0% owned. And with Alex Smith, unfortunately, breaking his leg, Colt McCoy steps into the fold. It's a pretty tough ask facing the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Short week, I think. But for two quarterback leagues, you could do worse than the baseline of Colt McCoy for the Redskins. My second one is Baker Mayfield. Now, he's 40% owned. But... Before the bye week, he said he woke up feeling dangerous. If he woke up feeling dangerous in the bye week, there's a good chance he's feeling dangerous this week. And they take on a Bengals defence that is just woeful. They cannot defend for Toffee. Now, take this warning with, you know, heed this warning, I should say. Baker Mayfield's only been over 300 yards once this season, and that was in week five. But as a streamer, he's a safe, safe option with a high ceiling and a high floor. So, yeah, you could do worse than Baker Mayfield. Sparky, who's your quarterback? Uh, it's not mine. Guess you can have a guess who it is. Oh, I know. Just follow those cannons. <laughs> right, Winston. He's, he's only nine percent owned, and uh, he's, he's gonna he's gonna play, isn't he? He's, yeah, he's. So I don't need to read his notes to know he's gonna play. Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, right, according to Murph here, the organisation needs to decide Winston in the long term, so he should start Sunday against yeah. the bang up 49ers. He should have a huge day and should be a shootout of a game anyway. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, I was just trying to do my rant voice there because I can tell I can feel the anger and rage in Murph's voice. Seeing as you've got it in front of you, I know you locked your phone. No, I haven't. I'll do running. Okay, go on. Do running back. Running back. Right. My opening gambit is someone who I picked up in a couple of leagues. Is Theo Riddick. Uh, he's 32% owned, but with uh, Johnson now a huge doubt and we don't know what's going on with Kerry and Johnson. Uh, and... He's gonna. What's he said here? I'd say Detroit uses the short passing game as an extension of the run game, adding a lot of opportunities for Riddick this week. Yeah, especially with Golden Tate gone, Kerry on Johnson not there. Yeah, that's very true. They got to go up blunt, but he's literally a bludgeon, and that's about it. So I yeah. think Riddick will see increased snaps, and he's definitely out there. I'm glad I picked him up now. <laughs> Makes me feel even better about it. Is that? Has he only got one running back? On no, the he's list? got two. Go on then. Who's the other one? Uh, Jalen Richard. Jalen Richard. Sand. Richard. He said Richard here. No, no. We're English. We're English, English. Yeah, but his name's still Richard. Okay. He says, Richard. Right, he's 44% owned. And Doug Martin... Is it Martin or is it Martin? It's <laughs> whoever you want. <laughs> Missed the entire second half against the Cardinals. Uh, and yet they got better with him in the backfield than not. So. Yeah, fire up your Richards. <laughs> fire up your Richards. Uh, running back, I've got two now. These are long shots. The first one's Josh Adams. Eagles running back, 32% owned. <laughs> Game script sort of blew him out against the Saints, but he still <laughs> still turned 10 carries into 72 yards, so going for 7.2 a carry is not atrocious yeah, right. when you're getting blasted by the Saints. Doug Peterson last week came out and said Adams is going to see more carries, so it's time to come true on that, my friend. They play the Giants this week, so it's going to be more... I think there's more chance of the run game being used. Yep. Corey Clement is ancillary as a third down back, but Josh Adams is their banger and should be added in all leagues. Now, my next one, Gus Edwards. Any idea? No, even if I read your notes. No, <laughs> never heard of him. So he plays for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, Buck Allen, who, I hear you say? Yeah, Javorius Allen was completely phased out this week and new acquisition Ty Montgomery didn't even see the field. Edwards took 17 carries for 115 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> Everybody saw that the Ravens wanted to keep the ball on the ground. Lamar Jackson went absolutely ham, over 100 yards rushing. Threw, threw an interception, but also threw 13 for 18, I think, 100-something yards, so didn't completely disappoint. If you started Jackson after my tip last week, well done, sir. I commend you. But, yeah, I just I think... He's not a PPR ad, but in deep standard and half-point PPR leagues, Gus Edwards could be a worse, <laughs> worse ad 
if you're desperately low at running back. Wide out, Squire. Sparky, well, where I you didn't at? even have. I didn't even bother picking up. I've got a league. I've got no running backs this week. And I might win. No running backs. And I'm so close to winning that. We'll see. But yeah, that's what happens when you get lazy and you can't bother to do your waivers. Yeah. But if then you... that's the league with only five bench spots. So then you then giving up so for one week I just have to take it like a man yeah man <laughs> take my medicine and then uh, yeah otherwise I'm giving up too much just for a pick up like that might get me six or seven points but what's the point yeah exactly and if I win as well it's even sweeter yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's against Murph oh. <laughs> right where are we now wide receivers yes sir right Christian Kirk 34% owned Kirk was electric against the Raiders showing uh, quickness and speed only had three receptions but is growing as the number two target in Arizona and the offence is slowly getting better flex option going forward my wide receiver is Christian Kirk he's 34% owned Kirk was electric against the Raiders he's just read my one everybody have I? yeah I'll do Murphs I'll go on in I've got another wide receiver <laughs> <laughs> Murphs yeah, my bad so you read my other wide receiver and then I'll do both of Murphs oh, ok alright then right <clears throat> my other wide receiver <laughs> John Ross. John Ross, really? So, he scored his fourth touchdown the season this weekend and was operating as a red zone target again. Yet to see his blazing speed unleashed by the Bengals. He's averaging 13 yards of reception as well. And if AJ Green doesn't suit up, which is quite likely, mm-hmm. then, uh, yeah, he's good. Oh, I, say, you said, I said good, good option. You're saying he's an interesting option at the flex. So, my second wide receiver is John Ross. <laughs> Right, we're not going to So, Murph's third first wide receiver is Traquan Smith of the New Orleans Saints. He's 25% owned. Yeah, I like that. Smith rebounded in an enormous way in Week 11, hauling in 10 of 13 targets for 157 yards and a touchdown. It's going to be hard to trust Smith as a consistent producer, but he's got sky-high ceiling in this New Orleans offense, which we've said is, is just... The fun. potential there is nuts, so, yeah. Yeah, I... It's boom or bust. I mean, if you need a, if you need a wide receiver that can go off, he's your man there. And then the second one is Kiki Cutie, 30 percent owned. That's got me a made up name. No, it's not. That's his. You can tell Sparky has not been in the studio. Good the Lord. childish banter is back, and You've we approve. It, be honest. Yeah. So Kiki Cutie, thirty percent owned, Texans wide receiver. He's come back from a two-game absence and has garnered five, nine targets Sorry, from Watson catching five balls for 77 yards. Demarius Thomas only saw one target, didn't catch it, scored just zero, see you later DT. And looks like QT yeah, is the us. preferred option in the passing game. The Texans have won seven straight now, Sparky. Yeah, and they're, they're on the up. And it's a franchise Again, record. a bit like the Saints. Yeah. I mean, they're they're not, you can't really garner them in the same... No, 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 but the, the point is, you know, we've said this before... Go with your matchups. Yes. Teams like you know you've got to look at the big scoring offenses now, and yeah, say so I you know I barely look at the projected scores now. I've just started going for the for the matchups, and if it nicks me a win without two running backs, then even better. Let's move on to those tight ends. Who's Shall tight? I read yours or <laughs> oh, you read whatever one you want, and I'll read the other. Right, which whose list is this? Right, this is Murph's list. I do Murph's. Go on then. Right, Johnny Smith from the Titans. Mm-hmm. He's only 7% owned. And for the third week in a row, Smith turned in at least 44 receiving yards or a touchdown. And uh, he saw his most targets and receptions of the season, catching six passes for 44 yards and eight targets. That's a bit thin, though, isn't it? Yep. But when you're desperate, and tight ends have been hard to come by this year. True that. Yeah. My first one is my fellow Bronco, fellow. He's a Bronco Titan, Jeff Hoyerman. He's only 24% owned. Now, the drop-off was predictable, and it came this weekend. He caught four passes for 20 yards, but the Broncos spread the ball absolutely everywhere. If you've got Travis Kersey this weekend, Jeff Hoyerman could, you know, he's going to be serviceable. The Broncos' schedule going forward is okay, and if you can get your hands on Jeff Hoyerman, things could be worse. And then my next one, fire those cannons, my Central Michigan Chippewas, not the Bucks, let's go Chips, fire up Chips even, Cameron Bray, 20% owned, OJ Howard picks up an ankle injury, and as we said earlier, Jameis Winston absolutely loves Cameron Bray. He's going to get you 13 to 15 points, and if he becomes the red zone target, we know that could skyrocket. He gets two touchdowns and 20 yards, you're looking at 14 points, if he gets 80 yards, 
you're looking at 20 odd points and if you pick up break because he's available pretty much everywhere 20% owned you could do a lot worse Sparky DSTs well interestingly yes what are the Giants oh so the Giants next three games are the Eagles the Bears and the Redskins great matchups definitely sacks and turnovers galore yep so in amongst all that yeah, so he's got you got a, you're gonna have a rookie QB there. Yep. The Eagles don't know what you're gonna face. <laughs> yeah. And the Bears, which yeah, not so much sure a fan of that. Yeah, not a fan of that one. But for the others, certainly, and they're only twenty five percent owned. Yep. And the other one he's listed is the Cowboys, a team on the up. Mm. Don't concede that many points. No, they, I can't think of many games that have been really turned over, routed. Maybe at the start they might have had a couple of bad ones, but they're one of the highest scoring DSTs actually. Surprisingly, they're seventeen percent owned. Yeah, they played Colt McCoy this week, yeah. <laughs> so plug in the Cowboys, and then he's also got the Colts. I've got the Colts. I want to do some talking. <laughs> the Colts are twenty six percent owned, and they are absolutely flying. Yeah, just Andrew Luck is absolutely railing people. I think he scored three touchdowns in seven straight weeks now, and the DST is really helping him out as well. They sacked Mariota and Gabbert five times and got two picks each. The team to stream at DST right now, and then the Bills—they're only third. Offensive players, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. The Bills are thirteen percent owned. They take on the Jags this week, which should be a low-scoring affair. The Jags are probably going to run the ball, which means Bortles won't throw too many picks. But if the Bills get up and Bortles has to throw, yeah. then the Bills will. Pick God only knows what's going to happen there. The Bills D is <laughs> sneaky good. The Bills quarterbacks are sneaky, not sneaky bad. Are just damn terrible. Yeah. But yeah. If you need a DST this week to stream and the bills are available, pick them up. They're only 13% owned and they won't kill you. Now then, I've got one more shout-out to do. Might as well. Sparky, did you see Nat Coombs from the NFL show tweeted out our question? No. So Murph asked... He asked a question. Uh, he said, hit me up with the questions and I'll answer them. So Murph asked him, of the teams with GMs in trouble, who would you rather take over? You know, those Cardinals, Oakland, Giants couple of others I can't remember but yeah. Nat Coombs and the NFL show <laughs> shouted us out which is really cool because their podcast is massive Yeah. so at Nat Coombs on Twitter and at the NFL show pod the podcast is really good the it, uh, YouTube videos and Twitter videos are also really good so go hit Nat Coombs up and just send, tell him we sent you do that uh, right. right here's a little little natter on these notes yes from uh, from Murph and it goes something like this. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Is this Murph on the streets? No, this is still at the bottom of the podcast. Yeah, but is this Murph on the streets? Is this his stats? It looks like it. Sparky, hit Murph on the streets. Batman and Robin. Peanut butter and jelly, mm-hmm. allegedly. Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates. Rivers and Gates have connected on 89 touchdowns. And since 1930, the only QB pass-catcher duo with more in that span... Is you know you already know this because you probably yeah. just read it. Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison, hundred and twelve. That's a lot. I'm reading the next one. It's my boy Lamar Jackson. He went absolutely wild. Twenty-seven carries. So the most by a quarterback since 1970. Ran for 117 yards. Second most by a rookie QB since 1970. And only his current teammate Robert Robert Griffin III had more, 138 in 2012. 14 carries of over 15 mile an hour, the most by any player in a game in 2018, according to Next Gen Stats. That is quite some feat, considering yeah. it was his first game, but then everybody knew Jackson can run. Yeah, very true. Ah, the hashtag Ravens attempted zero passes on their 11 plays. 75-yard <laughs> opening drive resulted in an Alex Collins TD. Since 2000, the only other team... Time a team has attempted zero passes on a 10-plus play. 75-yard opening score drive was... The Raiders in Week 10, 2003. And that was 19 plays for 80 yards. And they didn't <laughs> throw it once. That must have been dull. Yeah, I was going to say, like, they, got, they can't expect us to do this again. Oh, <laughs> that must have been done. So, hashtag, hashtag Lamar Jackson effect. Wow. Shall I read the last one? Yeah, man. Right. Since 1940, Tom Brady, 2007, is the only player to throw more more passing touchdowns than his punter had has punts, which is 44. 
Mahomes and Drew Brees are each on pace to accomplish this feat this season. Now, I saw this picture with this quote, and I couldn't quite believe the stats on this. What, the Aaron Rodgers quote? Yeah. Okay. So apparently this is true. It's got to be. Yeah. So, if shall I read this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Aaron Rodgers could throw 1,240 consecutive interceptions on the same number of straight pass attempts and still have a better career touchdown to interception ratio than Nathan <laughs> Peterman. <laughs> Peterman once threw three interceptions and zero touchdowns in a game and his passer rating went up from 20.8 to 30.7. Nathan Peterman finishes his tenure with the Bills having a lower QB rating than if he simply spiked <laughs> straight into the ground on every single play of his career. <laughs> oh, poor Nathan Peterman. That's incredible. You've got to feel for the lad, but that stat is absolutely... Uh, it's just... Wait, it, you must... It, it, yeah, you've got to imagine how difficult it is being, you know, amongst the elite. And you do feel for him. Yeah, you do. You're thrown in and just melting like a cheap chocolate Christmas bauble. That's just absolutely... Ugh, not fun. Not fun at all. It's a bad, sad place to be. Right then, let's do some winners and losers. Sparky, you're on the seat. I'm going to throw you under the bus. Who's your winner? My winner? Um, good question. <laughs> no, honestly, I think you've got to go with the Colts' offence. Like, it can be specific, but they're all rocking. They're all bringing up big points, all making big plays. Obviously, Luck is doing Luck things. Uh, he's proving why he's one of the best. Yeah. He's transformed that team, as we all suspected. Uh, but it's, to be honest, it's nice to actually see him play. So I didn't get to see him play last year, and you can just see what a difference he makes—an like, unbelievable difference he makes to that team. Yeah. Um, and uh, warrants all the more having Ty Hilton in the team, uh, Mac as well. And then, do you want a moment to fight, figure out your loser, and I'll read Murph's winner? No, not really. Go on then. Well, the Eagles, <laughs> man, they're just absolute cat, for want of a better word. I don't need a better word. They were absolutely terrible. From front to back, start to finish, offence to defence. I don't need to single anyone out in particular. They were all absolutely pony. Yeah, they were absolutely terrible. Murph's winners and losers. Now, as a winner, Murph also has the Colts. <laughs> I just They're pushing for a wildcard spot, and in trying to catch the Texans... It's a hard task, but the way the Colts are playing, the Texans slip up and the Colts will take them out. Easy. They beat they beat the Titans and in divisional win, and that was a key pivoting point, I suppose, for their season. They're playing great on both sides of the ball. So, yeah, I'll agree with Murph. I would have had him a winner, but you and Murph both had him as a winner, <laughs> so I couldn't triple up on that. Yeah. Murph's loser is also the Eagles. Oh. I now don't know whether you just read his notes. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I didn't, you, like, you did warn me I was going to have to do it. But Yeah, the Eagles, poor offence, not great on defence. Their Super Bowl defence is over after this blowout. Wentz doesn't look the same. He's got no run game. And his team now in 2019 draft mode, as they've done in 2018. No playoffs for those Eagles. My winners and losers. Hmm. As a winner, I've got Saquon Barkley. Now, everybody yeah. said... There's a few people that weren't so high on him. I was unsure on him as I hadn't seen much college tape. I know that he was pretty prolific in the college game. Didn't play in the biggest league or division conference as I'm... I'm, I think that's true. But (laughs) yesterday he proved with 142 rushing yards, 2 TDs, and then another one through the air. Barkley, he's on track or going to be close to break Eric Dickerson's rookie rushing record of 1,808 yards. Barkley is currently at 1,168 yards with six games to go. I don't know the Giants' schedule, but Barkley, I mean, he's so good. He is so, so good. And if you've got him in Dynasty, congratulations, because you've got yourself a gem. My loser, the Chargers. Did you see the Chargers game yesterday? No, I was just about to ask. Uh, What happened? Mate, I, I didn't watch it all because I had to go and tend to the little bear, but the penalties yesterday, they had 14 penalties for minus 120 yards. <laughs> it, I think they had seven, <coughs> seven penalties in the first quarter. It was for everything as well. Pass interference, offside, neutral zone infraction. It was just, they were, they were absolutely pony on penalty calls. And you can't give up 120 yards against a team like the Broncos because their D is good. They'll stop you scoring as many points. And... 
Things like that will destroy your playoff chances. The Chargers were playing so well, came up against the mediocre at best Broncos team and lost at home. All right, they're not at home isn't really at home for the Chargers because they play in some pony 30,000 seat football stadium. No, it's not the MetLife. I don't I can't remember. But the MetLife's where the Giant plays. The Giants play. Is it Lincoln? No. Sorry. That's that's Seahawks. But yeah, I just, it's just, they were terrible and, to lose to the Broncos at this stage on their playoff push is, well, unforgivable if you ask yeah. me. Would you like to know the Giants' fixtures? Yes, sir. Right, just quickly. Uh, they're at the Eagles, at home to the Bears, at the Redskins, at home to the Titans, at the Colts, at home to the Cowboys. No, that's not a great running. That's not a great Barkley running. Barkley's not got a great running. Sparky, how was your fantasy weekend in general? Have you you're still up in air? I know a couple of games. Yeah, good question. I think I'm. How many have I got? Two, four. I think I've got six teams. I've probably. I'll, I'll do well to win three. I think I'll probably get two wins this week. Yeah. It's not been that great. Um, People let me down big time. Corey Davis, Sterling Shepherd. I know it might be a mistake. I've probably got three wins. Might nick a four. Depends on how the last how how we go tonight. Be good to be over. I've got Woods against me in some and with me in others, so it's a bit. No, that's the trouble. When you have too many teams like me, you end up cheering for every player oh, in the just, NFL. And yeah, it's... it is tough. It is. It is a bit. Um, yeah, and no, I'm just having a quick flip through. See if anyone really let me down this week. I'm going to go over 500. Or of all my teams, I'm going to have a winning record this week. No, I could lose to Luke in the Red Zone Threat Dynasty after Dalvin Cook got me one. Oh yeah, that G. Was a bit... Yeah. Oh, God damn point. I mean, after last week's 70 yard run, he he had one car- one reception for minus two yards and a fumble, and it was just oh, it was horrendous from Dalvin Cook. So, if I lose to Luke and he's playing three running back fours, I'll be annoyed because my playoff push is big. So, in the red zone threat dynasty, yep. I've got 97 points. Uh, the Kingston Pussycats have 132 points. Uh, and I have no running backs in that game. They're literally not playing two run- three running back slots. <laughs> yeah, and I had Wentz as quarterback. Yep. Uh, Coleman did all right. I've got Hill to go tonight. Jeffrey was pretty pony. Brandon Cooks, he's going tonight. Evan Ingram only got eight and a half points. Only got two, only off got two receptions in that game for sixty-six yards, mind, but only two. Sanu nine points. Luckily, Diggs dug me out thirty-one. Yeah, had a game. Had a game. Yeah, <coughs> Elliot. As well, we all know how poor the Eagles were. So he got one. But luckily, the Bears got me twenty-six points on the DST. Nice, they had a decent but game. Hanging in there. But I've got Big Ben on the bench, so if I lose that and I left 26 points on the bench, I chose Wentz oh. over Big Ben. <laughs> yeah. But then, to be fair, he was thrown against the Jags, and I thought, nah, against... Well, to be but, fair, it and was garbage for, time. Yeah. It was all garbage time. Yeah. Last minute diving touchdown. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But, right, guys, it's got to that time where we're going to play you some trade offer clips. Now... This first one comes in from Bark at the Back Row Fantasy Show, and he's talking about terrible trades. So we'll play it, and then we'll let you know our feedback. Hey guys, this is Bark from the Back Row Fantasy Show, and I just wanted to share some of my terrible trade offers that I got at the deadline this year. Uh, Since the uh, boys here are doing a trade deadline, kind of bad trade style show, first off, I put Stefan Diggs on the block, and of course when you say that a player is available, Apparently, it means at yard sale prices, everybody knows this because every league does it. You throw a guy on the block, and if you're not extremely clear uh, about what you want for him, you get offers that are absolutely crazy. So I throw Stephon Diggs out on the block. First offer that comes my way is Cole Beasley and Kenny Stills. Listen, Kenny Stills, after week one, everybody was saying, he's the man. He's going to be the guy. I knew better. Kenny Stills is Kenny Stills. He's a solid real receiver. He's not a solid fantasy receiver uh, for the most part. That was an instant reject uh, on my part, and I thought that that would be the worst one that I received, but that is not correct. Uh, The next offer that flowed in was from our notorious guy in our league for making bad deals, uh, bad offers anyways. Dude can't buy a deal. But he throws me Kelvin Benjamin, Jakeem Grant, Rashard Matthews, and Marcus Peters for Stephon Diggs. 
Apparently, it's quantity over quality with that one. Instant reject. And then finally, the ultimate slap in the face. Uh, I didn't even put Melvin Gordon on the block, but I got offered a second straight up for Melvin Gordon. How sweet. Let me take that second, go buy myself a mid-tier linebacker next year in my IDP league, and uh, lose Melvin Gordon and never be relevant again. Awesome. Great. Guys, thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about my trade offers, terrible trade offers that I received at the deadline. Hope you guys have a great show. Barks out. Peace. Bark, man. You should have took the second for Melvin Gordon. (laughs) No, that's ridiculous. Anybody who sends that sort of trade should be just slapped and banned. Joe! (laughs) (laughs) What, Joe... The training with Joe is like sorry, I'm on a tangent a little bit. No, it's like on. it's kind of like well the thing is like he'll make a poor offer as reasonably example there. But then he'll go, Well what if I give you a fourth round pick from three years time and the the worst defensive team in the league? Like more is better. And it never is. Sorry. No. Nope, and then you know I think oh, I've got to drop more stuff to get rid of this rubbish anyway. It's just pointless. Utterly pointless. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Quantity over quality for Stefan Diggs as well. That's an absolute joke. Like yeah. To do that, you're then taking four players of which you either drop them because you don't want them or you have to drop them off your bench. Nobody's ever going to do a four for one yeah. unless it's completely lopsided and you're getting an absolute steal out of it. And then the first one... The commission might have something to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny Stills is Kenny Stills. Like Bark said, <clears throat> is terrible. Now this next one is from Andrew Harbour and he's... One of the Dynasty Happy Hour guys, DHH Mandrew, and this is also terrible. Take a listen to this. Yes, I was disrespected in the last two days by these two horrible trades. In two leagues, they're redraft leagues. One, I'm fringe playoffs. The other one, I'm a contender. I got an offer for me to send out Adam Humphreys and Tevin Coleman for AJ Green. That's in the one where I'm on the fringe of the playoffs, where I'm contending, potentially. And with him being out a couple weeks, that's not helping my playoffs. And then the other one, where I'm leading the league, I was asked to give up Tevin Coleman and Sony Michelle for Blake Bortles and Keelan Cole. Now, I am winning that league with Derek Anderson, Josh Allen, and Eli Manning as my revolving door of quarterbacks. So they told me Bortles would help me win the league. But with losing all those other two pieces, I don't think it would have. No, absolutely agree, Andrew. That trade is disrespectful. I mean, to be offered trade Blake Bortles in the first place, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna reject that. Even if your quarterbacks are Manning, Barkley, and I can't remember who the third one he said. Although we have mentioned earlier that the Giants' schedule going forward is not fantastic, mm. so Manning might not be the man there. But Bortles isn't the guy to go and trade for, especially losing Coleman and Michelle. <laughs> I know you got Michelle in a couple of places, Sparky. Yeah, he's done all right. Yeah, he's a bit injured though, isn't he? So that's not been helping you out massively. No, no. Well, that's why I've got no running backs. <laughs> yeah, he literally is playing one of three available slots. Can we increase the budget for a new heater or we, another one? Because, my God, it's like being coughed on by a gerbil. <laughs> why is that cold? Yeah. Why is a gerbil's cough cold? The gerbil was 20 metres away. Are you talking about the intensity of the heater? Yeah, I am, yeah. No, the heater is a frost fire designed to keep the frost off your greenhouse, not... Power an entire studio. Ah, <laughs> see. We're budget here. I mean, we spent all our money on gear and... No idea. Yeah, no, 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 yeah pretty much. Pretty much. Um, got anything to talk about? You got anything to talk about? Yeah. Why is there no beer? There is, well, to be fair, you didn't bring anything. You've, it's your first regular season appearance. It is. And you've, you've brung nothing. I was expecting it to be laid on. Red carpet. The red carpet! Red carpet! You're expecting a trumpet fanfare, I imagine. Well, I thought we had, you know, I thought 100 listeners... So thought like me a bit. Have a little fan club outside. Get your diary out next yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Make sure you're here. I'm doing. I'll try. Yeah. I know you're a busy man. Murph will be back. Nick will still be somewhere far side of the world. Okay. I suppose we should wait till Nick's back. We could get him to dial in. We could get him to dial in. But I was thinking of buying some champagne. Last week we had our biggest listener week ever. We had three episodes crunch over the 100 mark, which is That's insane. Good for us. I mean, I don't know how that stacks up against the rest of the world, but. That's insane for us. It is real good for us. Twitter's gone mental. We're over 500 followers now, I think, which is good. We're out there everywhere, and we're going to smash some champagne open. Not smash it. We're going to drink it. Smashing it would be a waste. Yeah. But when Murph's back, we're going to get and Nick's back. We're going to get some bubbles. It would be good to get all four of us in the studio just to have some bants. Absolute carnage. It would be carnage. I'd be definitely need a heater for that. Definitely need a heater for that. Sparky, 
It's been an absolute pleasure having you back in the studio. Mate, it's so weird. <laughs> in a studio. Yeah. I feel so unfamiliar. Yeah. It's exciting times, man. Exciting times. I'm quite excited to listen back and sound how we, you know, listen to how we sound. We went old school today, just the two of us, and I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. Yeah, I hope you've enjoyed my witticisms and my lack of knowledge. Because <laughs> he may not be back. <laughs> Who knows? Well, I'm sure I'll be around. Yeah, we've a couple of exciting away. weeks coming up for the podcast. We've got some guests coming on, which is we won't tell you who. We'll keep you on ten hooks, but it's big time for us, and we are stoked. Go find the podcast, all your favourite podcasts. Ask your Google Home Assistant to play Five Yard Rush, and they will. Yes, yeah. it's, it's fun. I just keep doing it at my mum's because I can. Is that why we've got so many listeners? No, I've only done it twice. No, I've only done it twice. Uh, come at us on social medias. It's at Five Yard Rush. Pretty active, and yeah, ask us questions or whatever. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, give us a review on iTunes. Five stars would be wicked, and you'll be entered into the competition to win the Hollis T-shirt. Oh, yes. The 50th review. So we've got a way to go, but review us up, and you may just win it. May just win it. Sparky, it's been a pleasure. As always. But until next week, guys, don't forget, keep rushing. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.